Is there a witch in the woods? A curse on your camp? A haunting in your home? It's time to find out. Welcome to the Cower Hour. I'm your host, Briar. And I'm Nora. And this week we've watched Chopping Mall, released in 1981, directed by Jim Wanowski and written by both him and Steve Mitchell. But before we get to that, have you watched any movies these past few weeks, Nora? Um... Which of the recent blockbusters have you chosen to fill your time with? So, um, I did watch a movie last night called Whisper of the Heart, which is a Ghibli film. Ah. Uh, but more pressing, I feel, for this podcast is that I finished watching The Witcher. The, uh, the Witcher? Oh, the, the, um, gosh, the Netflix thing. Yeah. Ah, I haven't seen it. Tell me about the, tell me about Geralt. He's great. And when his boyfriend is also in the episode, that's great too. So there's three great episodes of that show. <laughs> wow. What I'm hearing is um, that they could have made more good episodes of that show. They Pretty could easily. have. They could have. Um, the last two episodes don't have the bard, which was... That's a bummer. Disappointing. Um... Also, the end of the season is kind of not really about Geralt at all, and uh, it was kind of a weird note to leave things on, and I wasn't thrilled about it. I don't really know enough about The Witcher to say whether that is good or not. Well, in the context of this show, at least, I don't really know how the writing is in the books. Or in the games, I tried to play the first Witcher recently after watching the TV show. That was a mistake. That's a horror movie in itself. Um, um, I remember some time ago when we were still working on Ahead in Time, sort of right towards the end. Uh, I got The Witcher three on like a Steam sale with all the DLC and all that all that business, mm-hmm. and I I loaded it up. I walked around for about twenty minutes. And I thought. I don't have time to figure out how to play this game right now, <laughs> and I have not touched it since. So that's like two years ago. I um played the tutorial once at an ex's house, but never really got into it on on the, on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for the show, Geralt is a very fun character to watch and like be around, especially when the. Uh, Jaskia is there as well to like bounce off of him. Yeah. I mean, my understanding of his character from the games at least is that he is like fun, but in the like the straight man kind of way. Yes, definitely. He's definitely there for like other characters to bounce off of. Yeah, he's, he's very disaffected compared to everyone around him, and it works really well because he's not like. He doesn't care. Yeah. It's just that he's he's very tired all the time. I mean, so would um, you be if you had to hunt monsters for a living? Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's a, it's a fun show. Some of the monsters are very cool. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that but, sounds uh, fun. The ending was like, oh, it's kind of weird. It, this is no Castlevania season two from Netflix, is what I'll say. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a bunch of things on Netflix I've been meaning to get back to and watch, so maybe I will also do that at some point. I think I want to get yeah. back into, like, I want to start the second season of Fargo at some point, because that was, mm-hmm. the first season of that was very fun. Uh, but in terms of movies, I have watched two important movies this past two weeks. Oh. Now, the first of those is critically acclaimed Oscar award-winning Parasite, which I liked a lot. And the second of those movies was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Now, which of the two would you like to talk about, Nora? Choose carefully. Uh, I haven't seen either of these, and I don't want spoilers for either of them. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Parasite's been out in the U.S. for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, we're just sad out here. Oh, that's we haven't that's seen. We have it even. We just haven't seen. We haven't watched Damn. it. It literally only hit cinemas the past like week or two here. Yeah, yeah. I've been very hungry for it for a while. Did the lighthouse ever... Is that out yet? I think it's here, but I just haven't had a chance to catch it yet. It has, like, very few showings at my local cinema, Mm -hmm. at least. And I'm pretty sure my local cinema is, like, the biggest cinema in the city, which is... Mm -hmm. I I would hope they have more showings of it, please. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess without, without spying them, I... Liked both of those movies in very different ways. One of those movies is ostensibly a good movie. Um, okay. But I had a lot of fun with both of them. Uh-huh. And I am definitely the kind of person who thinks like if you have fun with a bad movie, then it's a good movie, actually. Yeah, that's... Yeah, definitely. So I guess in that terms, they were both good movies. But only one of them is going to win, you know, Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately. Now, yeah... Uh, a movie that is enjoyable is certainly good in a sense. There is no objective good in the world, uh, but there are objectively bad movies in the world. If a movie was just very, very, um, what's the word, boring for like 75 minutes, uh, then that movie might be considered objectively bad. Yeah. Um, are you we going wouldn't watch a, we, no, Who would watch a 75-minute movie? That's such a weird length for a movie, isn't it? Are you going somewhere with this, Nara? Because I, I, the only movie around that length that I've watched recently, I thought was very fun. What movie was that? Uh, that was Chopping Mall. Here's where the music would go. If we, do we have music? <laughs> we do. We have. I I cut the intro music or main theme from every movie in after you say the name of the movie. Oh, that's gonna fucking slap because the music in this one will be all good. smashes the window of a jewelry store and makes off with his ill-gotten gains. His confident exit is interrupted by a tracked robot that orders his surrender. The thief fires off a few rounds from his revolver to no avail, the bullets bouncing off the robot completely, and he turns to run away. His escape is cut short by a taser dart fired from the robot, and text proclaims The End, a Securetronics production. 
Um, I'm just instantly thinking about the fucking Fallout robots immediately. I don't know those. It's it's very much this kind of like dangerous robots paired with like eighties mm-hmm. um, like branding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think the thing it's aiming for is a lot older than eighties. Yeah, this movie, you said 1981 at the start, which is what threw me off so bad. I thought this movie came out in 1986. So I can understand why you would think that, because that is what it says on the Wikipedia page, which is definitely more... Okay, actually, that's what it says on our our good podcasting sheet as well, so you yes. can say where that came from. <laughs> now, I'm... No? You know, part of my character here is that I, you know, I don't really <laughs> fact check anything I say just to make sure mm-hmm. people are paying attention. And, um, you know, to everyone that emails us about that, thank you. You know, you, you found it. Well done. Uh, I thought that what it was, I thought you were going to do an own on me by saying, actually, when it was first released as Killbots, it, that was 1981. But no, that was 1986 when it first came out. Yeah, they didn't leave it up as Killbots for long, and I do not blame them. I was expecting to get owned on that one. Nope, no owns here. Only earnest podcasting about films. I was really expecting this to be a zombie movie. Oh, I wasn't. But I've seen the trailer, so... Based on the name and the movie poster, I didn't click it and, like, look close to see if it was a robot hand. It looked like just a zombie hand holding a shopping bag. The poster is, um, possibly, like, a little bit misleading. Possibly. In that I would say it... Completely is for a different movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there is no dismembered hands in this movie. There are no heads in shopping baskets. Could have been. Yeah. There is no hands that look anything like that, even. So, like, 15 minutes was cut from the original release. Was there dismemberment in the original one? I mean, one of the robot hands comes off, but it looks nothing like this. It looks like a pincer. Like a little grabby toy. Mm. They also have... They also have like blades on them, which is, you know, maybe not something you should give to the robot, but we'll get to that. Um, so, at the presentation being given in a, a real mall, we are introduced to the head of development for Securetronics. He shows off the protected robots to the crowd and explains that they aren't capable of killing. The protectors merely incapacitate or capture suspects, though they do have lasers capable of cutting through any debris. Almost any debris. <laughs> I mean, there isn't a thing in this movie that they don't manage to cut through, so... There's several doors that they blast and it does nothing. Yeah, weird that they don't mention the fact that they have sort of some sort of gel-based explosive at this meeting. Yeah, that was, probably should have been in the pitch. Mm, probably just not a feature that they should have. You know, there's a lot of features this robot has that I don't think it should have. Sure, but I think this is the the big main illegal one. Uh-huh. I, I mean, if we're going to talk about that, we could talk about how uh, sleep darts have to be calibrated based on the body weight of the person shot. And uh, so, like, just having a stock sleep dart to incapacitate humans would be very illegal, I'm guessing. Probably. I guess, yeah, they'd have to be kind of strong, right? Or you would have to shoot people with multiple of them, which is going, mm-hmm. to, which is going to end badly. Yes, for everyone. Yeah. Um... So, they bring Protectorbot number one online to showcase that they can verify the ID of mall employees and make sure that we know that with all these features, Park Plaza will be the safest mall in the state. Nothing can go wrong, the Doctor says, as our title card slides in. 
There's also a couple in this scene who have like banter as the robots are being showed off. And the guy looks like Peter Coffin and he's being racist. Yeah, so I actually read some stuff up on this. So those two, A, a lot of their dialogue is ad-libbed, apparently. Mm. Um, but they are also characters from a different movie. Um, okay. Yeah, they are from a movie called Eating Raul, which is largely about, like, they, they like, kill rich swingers to pay for their restaurant and then end up, like, killing and serving a guy as a okay. as food. Eat um, the rich, I see, yeah. I get it. And it's like it is the same, same actors credited as the same characters, and they make reference to like a restaurant in their dialogue. Mm, so that's mm-hmm. that's kind of fun. Got a nice little cinematic universe going on there. The bad universe. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen that movie, so I can't say for sure. But it's probably a middling quality. Um. So, while the credits play, we're treated to a, a montage of what I assume is typical everyday scenes in a busy American mall, accompanied by the movie's main theme, eventually landing us in a diner where we meet the first two of our characters, Susie and Allison. Susie assures us that they only have an hour and a half left of work before it's good times to the max, as they are both headed to a party that night, though Allison is a little reluctant. Um, we get some like early, unnecessary fat jokes here, like thanks movie. Mm-hmm. I would say, oh, it's the eighties, but we still do those. So, yeah, Krampus was like four movies ago. Yeah, wow, it feels like I would like it to be further away than that. <laughs> anyway, so that night, lightning strikes the control system for the protector robots, repeatedly appearing to damage the the um the panel. Thinking little of it, after the alarm stopped going off, the man in the control booth gets out some porn to look at, but is suddenly struck and killed by one of the robots, piercing his neck with its claw. Um, he also uh, invites the camera to join in, and it just like cuts back and forth between the porn and his face as he like has his cigarette. He's just really, like, as we'll get to soon, everyone in this movie is mad horny. Yeah, I can blame like, this one on the 80s, I think. Like, I know that people in horror movies are horny, but these people are, like, like ready all the time, 24-7. Sure. The thing I would say is, like, what other horror movies around this period have we watched? We've watched, like... Friday the 13th 2 was 81. I think that's where mm-hmm. the 81 has came from. I've left it there in my notes. Um, Friday the 13th was like the year, the year before that. And they were like pretty horny. Yeah, by the time 86 rolls around, you're like five Friday the 13ths in. Yeah, I bet they are at a similar level. Um, mm-hmm. Weird choice to give these robots knives. Knives for hands. Yeah. Um, not how I would have designed them, personally. No, but I guess, to be fair, I wouldn't make a robot a cop. True. It is up to the robots. They have to decide to be cops. And if they do, well, we brought them into this world and we can take them out. I'm trying to think of a an acronym that involves assembled as cop or something. Assembled cop at birth. <laughs> Designated. <laughs> Assigned cop at assembly. Oh. God, can you imagine you get a big fucking cardboard box and it just has cop written on it. There's a bunch of parts. 
Some assembly required. I, I wish they required more assembly, so there was less of them. So, back inside the Mark's Furniture Store, we meet Ferdy, Mike, and Greg, who are the ones organising the party mentioned earlier, and it is happening right there in the store. Lightning continues to strike overhead as we meet Rick and Linda, who are attempting to jumpstart their truck. Rick having failed, Linda gets out and fixes the engine first time. I love her. We learn <laughs> that they are also headed to the furniture store party. Mike meets up with Leslie, our final character, and Allison finally agrees to go to the party. I'm kind of skimming over some light character scenes in which nothing really happens here. Well, one thing that happens is I think Mike um, is just really chewing some gum. Just He's really getting in there. Oh, he's really good. He kind of guns his way through this entire movie. Um, yeah, he. it's just like has a real like ability. A cow. Real ability to like chew and also do the biggest grin possible at the same time. And also make horny caveman grunts when appropriate. Yeah, just all simultaneously very skilled. Yes. Um, so, another technician shows up to the protector control booth, the body of the first one suspiciously missing, and he talks to the robots for a while before eventually also being killed off. Um, sometimes I think horror movies don't have a good sense about which characters to leave alive. This guy should have extremely been alive. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I feel it would have been fun, him just, like, talking to the robots and not, like, knowing anything was wrong. <laughs> I want I want to see the version of this where they set up fake robots to leave behind, and they look like the fucking, like, um, MST3K robots, God. and he's just talking to them out of the corner of his eye. Oh, they just build them out of, like, stuff in the mall. Yeah. <laughs> um, downstairs, the party has started, and it... Doesn't look like a particularly good party to me, to be honest. Um, There's eight people, a six-pack of beer, and a radio. Yeah, and like a, a pretty large furniture store. I think they could have mm-hmm. they could have invited like half a dozen more people at least. Maybe some other coworkers. Yeah, probably would have given better chances in the the next part of the movie. The thing that I kept thinking about early on is the fact that like all of these jobs that these teens have. In like in 2020, half of these characters would be moms instead of teens. Yeah. Also, like, like these are fucking teens, and they're just like rolling up in like nice suits to do their their furniture job. Yeah. Like that's not was, fucking stability anyone has anymore. Yeah, it was just like weird to think about how like this is not a. Th- it just feels we. It just feels weird. Like maybe it's just dated. Maybe that's just the thing of, like, this is a uh, depiction of a place from 40 years ago. Yeah, like, Um, these... Being this way as a teenager doesn't exist anymore, really, right? Right. Like, the Um, culture has shifted. Like, to get these people now, you need to look for people, like, 10 years older. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which obviously changes the, the tenor of the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the protectors head off into the mall and split up onto their respective floors. At the party, everyone has stopped partying and is now fucking, except for Allison and Ferdy, who are watching a movie. They are all still in the same room, so the atmosphere <laughs> is a bit weird. Uh, you know, just, just you know, everyone's going to have... 
it's not an orgy because everyone's in a different bed in the furniture store, but we aren't all gonna like bone in the same room just as bros. Also, our uh, good friends Alice and Ferdy are gonna be over there. They are watching a horror movie. Don't worry about it. I mean the the intention because they're being set up with each other. Like the intention is for them to also fuck in the fourth bed, but they just don't because they're both nerds. Ah, oh, yeah, so very nerdy. Gonna fucking watch a horror movie while everyone fucks. Um, while you were having premarital sex, I studied the Funko. Well, it's more like while you were having premarital sex, I studied fifties black and white horror movies. <laughs> Which is like another weird thing to think about. How like that those are not old to the people in the movie, right? I mean, they still kind of are, right? Like that's still a little bit. That's still 20, but 30 years old, right? Like, I'm watching Kamen Rider Cougar right now, which is aired in, like, 2000, and it looks <laughs> very dated. Yeah. Uh, despite being like, newer than this. It's just, like, I don't know. Time's weird, right? Like, as... Time's weird. As video stuff gets better, like, the length of time away media was feels longer and longer. Mm-hmm. Um, that time that's true all kind of folds out the only good action movies were released after the matrix and before iron man uh i am not going to defend you there i don't know enough about the history of action movies anything that is just doing like a bad matrix impression but isn't a, a marvel superhero action movie yet is good okay yes because we did watch resident evil Yes, exactly. That and Van Helsing, you know? Okay, yes, I can actually be on your side on this one. I will. King Arthur 2007? Mm, haven't seen it. Is that the one that is uh, like a a, um, a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels thing? A what? Uh, that's the one with Jason Statham in it, right? That's the one with um, uh, Padme in it. Mm, maybe I'm fake, going... fake Padme from episode one. Maybe I'm Kira Knightley. Maybe I'm just going off on one. Let me let Kira, me is Kira this. Knightley in the... And my mechanical keyboard. It's the one where he's a Roman. Uh, I don't see a 2007. I see a 2004. 2004. I got mixed up. Oh, okay, I don't think I've seen this. Oh wait, was this yeah. the one that like really emphasized him being an archer? No, that was Robin uh... Hood. Robin Hood is the the fictional. I should fucking know this. I'm English. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one where Lancelot dual wields like a pro gamer. This is the only culture we have. I should know this. We stole everything <laughs> else. I mean, to be fair, King Arthur is kind of just Jesus with a sword, right? Ah, uh, that's true. He did get his sword out of um out of a lake. I don't know that Jesus has any any parallel to that. I guess he walked on water, right? Which he could have used to take a sword being given to him from a lake. I just mean, like, the whole thing where, like, Arthur is quote-unquote dead or, like, dying or near death and goes away to another place and someday he will return and reestablish his kingdom or whatever. Oh, true, yeah. I I guess that is kind of a big deal with the Arthur stuff. God, we're getting that fucking Gawain A24 movie? I know, I was gonna bring this up. Um, That looks really cool. That's, That's my favorite, like, knight story. 
the Arthurian thing. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, we will probably cover that, I imagine. Like, A24 stuff, I feel like we have enjoyed so far. The one that we've seen. Oh, yes, we've only watched one, haven't we? God. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I really do want us to cover Hereditary and Midsommar, but I don't want to watch Hereditary again. Well, I got bad news. <laughs> I'll have to find a week when I'm not working I can afford to lose sleep over having watched Hereditary. Maybe it won't be so spooky the second time. Maybe. It's weird as well, right? Because it's like a... It's... The thing that specifically haunts me is like a... Like a moment of on-screen violence and I usually just am not affected by that whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. there is like plenty of like really gory on-screen violence in Midsommar. Nothing. Yeah, you know, there's. It is a very normal thing to like be unexpectedly affected by a particular type of violence or like a particularly framed piece of violence. Like, true, it's understandable. Um. Yeah, I guess we can we can science that one out eventually. But yeah, uh, that trailer for the Green Knight looks great. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Um, so but back in the, the mall where everyone is about to die, we are reminded that the mall will automatically be locking up shortly. One of the mall's janitors, Walter, is killed by a protector after swinging his mop towards it, and before driving away, the protector proclaims, Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, it electrocutes him to death, which is... oof. And it does it by shooting its taser into the puddle of water that he's mopping up that it made bigger by knocking over the bucket. They're learning. <laughs> um, pretty sure his boots probably would insulate the electricity, right? Don't know if this would actually work. Well, you see, his pants were wet. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because the robot had just knocked over his large bucket of water. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this character is also supposed to be is all like an actor from another movie. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's supposed to be a character from A Bucket of Blood, I believe. Which I don't know much about. But that is what Wikipedia Never says, and I trust Wikipedia completely. It's never lied to me yet? Never once. Um, it didn't tell me that Chopping Mall came out in 1981. No, it didn't. I did that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, back at the furniture store, Rick heads out to buy cigarettes for Leslie and is ambushed by a protector as he does so, which leaves his body for her to discover. She finds it after trying to figure out where he went and screams and flees back to the furniture store, being chased by a protector along the way, which shoots her a few times with the laser that it has before eventually hitting her in the head, which comedically explodes, spraying the furniture store window with blood. I I feel like if you're going to give your robots a laser to cut through debris, you should maybe also make sure that they, they can't like flick, a, flick an internal switch and turn it into a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I guess we wouldn't have this movie. So everyone sort of sits at the front of the furniture store watching as Leslie's blood washes down the windows, and two of the protectors, a second one having turned up, assault the furniture store. Everyone runs away to hide in a storeroom as they smash their way in through the windows. Which is weird because earlier it goes past the store and sees everybody fucking. 
And then it keeps going because they are specifically, as we are told in the beginning, uh, like they do their stuff in the mall, not in the stores. I mean, I guess they hadn't gone like full sicko mode yet, right? I guess not. Yeah, they were winding they base, up. They didn't get base boosted. Um, they had they had suspects outside to deal with first, like the janitor, who I, I guess is an enemy of robot kind, having threatened one. Um, I guess it leaves it. It isn't like particularly clear if they are recognizing people's ID or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it comes up the two times, and then they stop asking, and they just start trying to kill. Yep, I guess that utterly does not matter. Yeah. So, with the mall security doors having closed, the only way out is through the parking levels, which the group figures out that they can reach through the air ducts. Linda, Allison, and Susie climb on in, but before the others can join them, the protectors blow open the storeroom doors with some kind of explosive gel, forcing the men to flee to a sporting goods store to find weapons. Still continues to fucking bug me out that you can just buy guns in malls. Uh, I have not seen this in modern America. I'm sure this sort of thing does exist, but not in this. I think that it is much harder to get just checks notes, an entire armament of guns from a, from a, like a, a closed mall. I don't think they sell guns in malls anymore. I can imagine they might have wound that kind of stuff down. Though I do remember, like, when I was in Florida, now, albeit this was as a kid, this was at least a decade mm-hmm. ago, so, you know, before the, the current, like, shift in the discourse on selling firearms, they definitely did still, like, just have cupboards full of rifles in Walmart. Oh, that's true. That's true. They, we still have that. That was weird. Yeah, you can buy, uh, like, you know, a six-pack of beer and a rifle at the same place. Probably not the same transaction, but, you know. Yeah, I would say something, but I don't think, given the state of my country, I'm in any state to judge. So, they load up. One of the men with a shotgun, one with a rifle, and I believe Ferdy has, like, a big old revolver. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how he's seen Dirty Harry like 34 times. Uh, 24 times. I think maybe if it was Ooh. 30, he might be able to aim in a little better. You know? Um, so they also take a propane tank and head out to have a showdown with one of the robots. They start shooting at it and quickly realize that it does basically nothing to stop it. Um, the bullets just bounce off because this thing is armor-plated, I guess. Um, another in the long line of questionable decisions from Securetronics. <laughs> but they managed to detonate the propane tank in front of it, which seems, at least for now, to break it, having to knock it down onto the floor. Back up in the ducts, Susie is panicking from the heat. They have an earlier conversation about the heat being turned on by the robots to flush them out. And she ends up climbing back down into a hardware store, followed by the others. Linda teaches them to make some plus-sized Molotovs from gas cans, while the guys begin to rig up some kind of trap inside an elevator. So, the point of the Molotov, as I understand it, is that when you throw it, the glass will break, thus spreading the flammable liquid and lighting it and like spraying it all over, causing it a bigger fire. If you throw a gas can, it's not 
gonna break. Well, you see, well, now you're not an expert like Linda is, so you wouldn't know this. Oh, okay. okay. But um, when you when you throw this kind of Molotov, what actually happens is that when appropriate, when it has left the safe distance from the person throwing it, it magically explodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like a a delay trigger situation. Gotcha. Um. On the way out, Allison picks up a road flare and tucks it away for later. Unfortunately, downstairs, the damaged protector manages to right itself, while another one comes online to ambush the girls as they try to reunite with the others. The gas cans unfortunately do very little to slow it, and Susie is shot in the leg by the protector with his laser. She falls over, and the protector shoots the gas can she was carrying, setting her ablaze. Everyone flees, while Greg and Rick lure it to the trapped elevator, which sends the protector plummeting down before being destroyed in an explosion. Um, I, f- I feel like of all the things they do to the, the robots, setting it on fire is probably like a pretty fucking good choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are others who make a very bad choice here in a second. Yeah, but what sort of horror movie would it be if people didn't make really bad choices, right? Uh, a, a well-thought-out one. Is what I would say to that. I feel like people make bad choices under pressure in a lot of like, good horror movies. That's true. Um, it's very stressful being chased by killer robots. I wouldn't want to be chased by killer robots, so... I especially wouldn't want to be chased by killer robots that like kind of taunt you after they do it. <laughs> I feel like that would just do extra psychic damage to me. To your ghost? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would not be happy as I passed away. So, they managed to find shelter back at the diner from the beginning, before coming to the decision to try and destroy the Protector's control computer. Greg rushes ahead and is thrown to his death by a Protector, and the first one also reappears. Rick, Linda, Allison and Ferdy head inside a large clothes shop, hoping that the metal shutter will buy them some time. Which it does. And eventually, deciding that they can't just rush out, because the other one will have looped around by this point, They set up a trap with some of the mannequins from the store and some mirrors that causes number three to hit itself as the shot bounces back from the mirror. It malfunctions and begins spinning around and shooting wildly, hitting Linda in the chest, and causing Rick to angrily drive a small golf cart into it. He is killed as Mm -hmm. the electrical shock that seems to be coming off the robot spreads through the golf cart and to him, but he manages to destroy the robot in the process and it explodes. Not really sure what he accomplished other than dying by hitting it with the golf cart. I mean, I guess it was going to continue spinning around and shooting, right? I guess. Um, there, there is that a, seems fine. There is a moment here where he sort of falls out of the golf cart and dies, and then there is a really obvious mannequin there instead of him in the shot as the robot explodes. <laughs> it's very funny. So... Ferdy and Allison are the only ones remaining, so they decide to split up to search for the route to the control room. Allison is ambushed by the final remaining protector, and Ferdy manages to disable its lasers by shooting it directly in the eye. It chases Ferdy, who eventually sort of stands around and stops running away. Uh, Gets what I thought was a fire extinguisher, but according to Wikipedia, is like um, an ashtray. What? Yeah. I mean, well, not... Wikipedia, I believe I'm looking at the trivia on IMDb, which describes it as a, an ashtray. 
I guess it's just a long ashtray. Uh, I guess, like, you see those, the ones that stand outside, like, in a smoking section? Mm. Like, the vertical ones from, for outside? Yeah, I guess I only went to fire, uh, fire sandwich because there's no fucking other clue what it could be. But I guess... I definitely thought it was fire extinguisher. I guess it is a weird 80s ashtray. Uh, so, the ashtray hits him in the chest and he falls over and seemingly dies. So... This scene where Allison is ambushed by the uh, robot is so... <laughs> it's very it funny. It just stands there and then it starts clicking its pincers at her and slowly <sighs> moving forward instead of checks notes shooting it with shooting her with a laser checks notes again shooting her with a taser <laughs> it's so funny though it just like fucking menaces her with its arms sticking up like, this is the equivalent of this robot t posing i feel <laughs> can you imagine you are like huddled in a shack and um Jason Voorhees bursts through the wall and then just T-poses. <laughs> oh, it would be so funny. Where where are the where are the movie parodies now? We don't have them anymore. <laughs> that would be very prescient. That would be very today. Um the kids my new parody uh movie um what is what would what would it be called? What are those things called? What? There's one of them called Vampires Suck. Yeah, there was Vampires um, Suck. There was, um... Uh, there was, like, the Epic Movies. Epic was... Movie was definitely one of them. Wasn't... God, what were those ones that, like... Uh, the fucking... The Scary Movie series. Do you want to guess what year Epic Movie came out? 2002... No. Damn. 2007. Ah. It was even more modern. Just a couple of the characters on the uh, movie poster here. Uh, Character references include... um, Spartacus is on there, right? Johnny Depp as uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Johnny Mm. Depp as Willy Wonka. Mm. Um, Borat. Oh, my wife. Ah... My wife. Legally Blonde? Um, Was that really, like, worth parading? Uh, Nacho Libre, Superman... Uh, I don't remember. I don't recognize most of these other... Uh, I'm, I feel like... I'm pretty, didn't they do a 300 bit at some point in one of those movies? Definitely. Um, it wasn't this one, because I do have the list of all of the movies parodied in Epic Movie 2007. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, and 300 is not on the list. I guess we just, like, don't do those anymore, huh? Uh, well, let me, let me check. Who, directed by, uh, what else? The last movie these directors made, which is Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, um, 2015 had a movie called Super Fast. Hmm. Which seems to be a Fast and Furious parody. I mean, that was still like five years ago, right? I I guess we have just... Yes. We have thrown these into the tides of time. On February 8th, 2017, it was reported they were developing a parody of Star Wars titled Star Worlds Episode 
XXXIVE equals MC squared 2. Oh, that's very funny. The Force Awakens The Last Jedi Who Went Rogue. Oh, that's... Filming was set for fall 2017, but no news has emerged since. Mm, I wonder why. Who, who can say why that might be? Uh, if you're wondering what the full filmography of this is, it's uh, Spy Hard, Scary Movie, Date Movie, Epic Movie, Meet the Spartans, Disaster Movie, Vampires Suck, The Starving Games, Best Night Ever, and Super Fast. Mm. Maybe it's good that these kinds of movies died, actually. Maybe. Maybe we are better off. Scary Movie was 2000. Oh, I thought it was older than that. No. Still not sure why those movies really existed, given that Scream was already kind of a comedy. Uh, I mean, apparently, according to this uh, article, uh, Scary Movie does parody Scream and Scream 2. Scream was 1996. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's still weird to me. Like, those movies are, like, they are kind of satire in their own way. Um, have you seen Cabin in the Woods? Yes. So Scream is like, what if Cabin in the Woods was um, good? Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm, no. I, I am being, um, what's the word for when you are... Wrong. No, when you com- like comedically do a thing more than it is. Uh, I am exaggerating. Hyperbolic. Yes, also that. Um, I um, like Cabin in the Woods, but it is a little bit like full of itself in ways that it is like clowning on horror movie tropes whereas scream is a little bit more earnest about it i think given you know like it's it's an older movie yeah like cabin in the woods is kind of like a a bad scp movie cabin in the woods is like (laughs) have you heard of tropes yes cabin in the woods is is extremely this troper the movie (laughs) yeah whereas the like the the main plot of Scream is that, like, the tropes are coming through because it's people that love those tropes that are doing it. I don't know if you've seen Scream or not, so I'm being vague. I have not. I've seen Scream 4. I've only seen the first one. I think we had this exact conversation last episode. That's possible, but if we redo <laughs> conversations, that fills extra time. That's and new more- content. Time spent talking about uh, Meet the Spartans is time not spent talking about Chopping Mall. (laughs) Something tells me that that one might be the part where they did a joke on the Spartans. I think they might have done a a joke on the Spartans on that one. I think it was also a a Britney Spears breakdown joke. Mm, They were very in fashion for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm imagining from the format it probably is also like a meet the fuckers situation. No idea. Don't know what that is. Uh, it's a movie. I don't really remember much more than that. No, thank you. I don't believe in any of that. <laughs> I don't believe in movies. No. Nope. So, the only one left alive. Allison, the last person alive, briefly hides inside a pet store, having to brush off some very fake-looking tarantulas as she leaves. After having like very real ones on her, not moments ago, mm-hmm. um, as she eventually falls down to a lower floor after trying to hide, kind of hanging from them, and hurts her leg. She manages to find her way to our paint store despite the energy, despite the injury, 
where she sets up one final trap by covering the floor in paint and paint thinner and other chemicals. After the protector enters the store and becomes stuck, unable to move properly on the, the paint slick floor, Allison throws in the flare from earlier, setting off a explosion that destroys protector number one for good. As Allison stumbles back out into the mall, she runs into Ferdy, who is still alive, and the two embrace. That is the end of Shopping Mall. this movie on amazon is that right yes that is the only place i could find to watch it i didn't know it was on amazon um and don't have i guess i don't have a prime account anyway anymore um so i watched this movie on youtube Ah. now fun thing about the youtube upload is it seems to be a vhs transfer Hmm. Oh, I saw something um, on the, the IMDb trivia about this very fact. Um, I don't know what you're about to say. My only point is that uh, it was in 4x3. Oh, interesting. That's a like a bad format to watch things in general. That, that weren't made in 4x3. <laughs> yeah. So the thing I was thinking, apparently, the... Like the the actual negative for the movie was tied up in legal limbo. So the DVD version of the film was mastered from a, a VHS version. So it might be that. What does that say about the Blu-ray version? Ooh, I don't know. Control F Blu-ray. It says absolutely jack shit. I ask because I tried to download the Blu-ray version of this movie and... Legally, from a legal website. Well, yes. From a legal website and um... Nobody was seeding it hmm. on the torrents. On the legal torrent. On the legal Pirate Bay torrents from PirateBay.com. I don't think it's PirateBay.com. I don't know what the URL is. Autumn exist. does all of the crimes in this house. I don't actually do any. The of legal them. crimes. Of Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> uh. um, and like I just could not download this at all from anywhere. And I couldn't rent it from Google. And I didn't know it was on Amazon because it didn't come up when I Googled it. Damn. So... I mean, it might be regional, right? A lot of the movies on Amazon are, like, regioned. It is free to... So, if I had a Prime account, I could rent the movie, I think, for 99 cents. That's interesting. It is free for me on Prime. I don't... I I only looked at it for a second. But um, I think it's either free... Or, like, 99 cents to rent this movie, which 
I'm glad I just watched a bad version of it on YouTube instead, because I know that you very much enjoyed this movie, and I don't want to take that away from you, but I had a very bad time watching this movie because I thought it was boring. Damn, I like I had it a lot. You know, I feel like this movie had all all the stuff you want from something from the eighties, right? There was some nudity. We had some lightning strikes that filled things with like terrible malice. Um, there was a lady who fixes cars and wears flannel for me to love and also want to be. Um, Garfield was in it very briefly. Like what? What else? What else can you get? From I, I missed Garfield. I, I did miss Garfield. That would have been a nice little. Yeah. As she's leaving the, the pet shop, here is the trivia corner. As she's leaving the pet shop, Garfield is on the wall. Damn. Just a, a nice a nice JPEG of Garfield. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like or care about any of the characters in any way that I would want to for this kind of movie, which is like different from how I would want to like a character for... Something more serious, I guess. Um, this movie is described on Wikipedia, I think, as a comedy. Uh, science fiction comedy horror. Which, um, I guess is true in the sense that they tell jokes. Or the dialogue is all one-liners and all quips. And it was just... It just didn't... I didn't like it, I guess, is what I'm saying. I wish I had something more interesting to say about it, other than, like... I just didn't like it. But I mean, it, I think it would seem that people largely agree with you, given that this movie has, like, a 5.6 on IMDb, a 22 on Metacritic. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is that on the mobile version of Wikipedia, before you uh, open any of the the, like, categories that it like collapses the page into the only sentence on uh the chopping mall wiki page is while not a commercial or critical success the film has gained a cult following since its release i mean i don't know if it is like cult classic quality to me but i i had a lot of fun with it i thought it was entertaining sure i guess Um, uh i did i i understand why someone watches this and has a good time especially if they weren't Watching it alone, um, just like on a on a on a morning, you know, on an off day from work, just watching it by themselves. If you watch this with like friends and like as a hangout thing, I I guess I could see it being more enjoyable. I mean, I watched it alone. I don't know. I mean, I, I am also backed up by anonymous Amazon customer who says five stars, good. <laughs> Damn, I can't argue with that. Most of the people who are in your corner are just like, wow, this DVD quality was very bad. Oh, I don't want to be, like... I don't want to be agreeing with gamers. Oh, the graphics on this one. Terrible. The frame rate, bad. Yeah, it, it um, seems like the release quality was just fucking abysmal in a lot of the, the DVDs. Well, I'm glad I had the authentic experience watching it in, like, 480p on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's probably as accurate as you were going to get. I am looking here at the Letterboxd page for Chopping Mall. Would you like to see uh, one-star ratings or five-star ratings? Because the most popular rating is three stars. Interesting. Most of the people so, on the Amazon page gave it five. 
Would you like to see Reddit? Uh, Reddit? That's not the word. Letterboxed. <laughs> Uh, there are 287 five-star ratings, and there are 94 half-star ratings. Give me give me a nice sprinkling of those half-stars. Okay. Lowest first? Okay. So, this person says, this movie is terrible, don't get me, mo- get me wrong, but it's so terrible it's amazing. Half-star. Again, if that's the case for you, that's not a half-star movie. Yeah, I feel like this person actually agrees with me. Um... With a name like Chopping Mall, there are various things you might expect from such a film. It's going to be a silly, badly acted, low-budget slasher flick, right? Wrong. Despite its title, Chopping Mall isn't actually a slasher film at all, but a dull, humorless, badly acted, low-budget sci-fi movie about killer robots that shoot lasers. Um, disagree on it. Not being a slasher? Like... Exactly why it's called Chopping Mall when no chopping actually takes place is anyone's guess. I mean, that's because they fucking gave it that movie after it was made. Like, a janitor suggested that yes. movie, I think. Yes. This person goes on to write another, like, 200 words. Damn, they really want to, huh? Um, yeah, like, this is a slasher movie. Like, disagree. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, I, I'm i not going to pretend that it is a different genre. It's, like, <laughs> barely sci-fi as well, right? Like, they... It's not like they spend much time with technology here at all. It's just like, here are some robots that we've made. It's not interested in, like... It's, uh, like, if there were more characters from the company who made the robot, or there was any, like, time at all spent on the repercussions of this technology, or where it came from, or why this random mall decided what it needed was to turn itself into a dread tower, like, yeah. overnight. Or if even, if like, anyone was asking, like, why the robots are doing this, is this a malfunction? Are they, like, literally, like, sentient and filled with malice now? Like, if that, is, if that was happening, yeah, it would be sci-fi. But I don't really think it is. Like, it's sci-fi in the sense of, like, there's a robot and lasers, <laughs> but that's, like, not a genre. That's that's sci-fi as a as trappings. Yeah, which is different. Um, I don't know that I'm gonna find it. Oh, here's one that just says bad. One out of ten. Gave it a half star, which is a one out of ten because it only goes to five stars. I feel like um, these people did not give the movie a chance. Not worth the no money I paid to watch it, ten. and there was no chopping. I mean, fair on the no chopping part. Yeah, that's you. You came up with a really good name, but it didn't really match. Like Killbot was closer. I'm gonna go to the five star ratings. This is my bit because I didn't listen to the Funkcast this week. Yeah. Although I did make myself as a Funko um, on the Funko website. There's a place where you can make your own custom Funko, and I made myself. And uh, I made a Zoe Funko as well, and the Zoe one is just the Jessica Jones Funko. Like, it's basically identical to the Jessica Jones one. But, and also, like, I feel like the Nora Funko looks too close to Felicia Day, um, which is I mean, uh, I'd imagine the, the low detail level of Funkos would make any kind of custom yes. version difficult. Especially if you're picking from, like, pre- pre-made parts uh this five-star review says i cannot find a single flaw in this movie i mean i like this movie and i can so my life is lived for movies like this 
the worst kind of tongue-in-cheek genre trash, i.e. the pinnacle of what a movie can aspire to be. Absolutely sublime. Lost my voice screaming in delight and laughter. Must watch. I think we might have exhausted this vein of content. Fuck the fuchsia, it's Friday. (laughs) (sighs) Fuck the fuchsia. Alright, well, in that case, I will take you to the Funko Zone. Oh, my favorite place. Funko.com. Something tells me, now, this is just a guess, that there might not be any official chopping mall Funkos. Well, we'll get to that in a second, but our banner today says Funko loves anime. Oh, oh no. Shop now, yes please. Could I get a link to this delightful website, please? <clears throat> yes, here's the anime page. We have such things as, uh... Pop Animation, My Hero Academia, all. Oh, these are the superhero teens. These... This one is a Digimon. That's just a Digimon. Wow, there, there is a Funko first here. I want to ring the alarm. Uh, there are a bunch oh. of One Piece Funkos here, and they look better than those characters do in the show. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I am not... and I am extremely not a fan of the style of One Piece, but I I object to your assertion that the, the, the anime One Piece looks worse than a Funko Pop. Uh, I mean, I am talking about this pair of female characters specifically, who in any and all One Piece art I've seen look abhorrent. This this one here, this green one, uh, is actually on the thumbnail from that image, from the link I sent you. This is just a Digimon. This uh, Izuku Midoriya. Midoriya, uh, This is boy. just a... This is just a... This is a Digimon... And not a very good one at that. He does kind of um, have a Digimon look. Um, yeah. This is this is a superhero costume. Is he not imposing and full of justice or something? I have no idea. I've never seen My Hero Academia. I think I saw one episode once, but uh, I don't know this. I don't know this. I read this the manga for person. a while and eventually got like very, very lost, so I stopped reading the manga. Uh... All I know about My Hero Academia is that it might it might be fascist. Uh, I know it's like a little bit transphobic in parts, at least I think. Huh. Which is always cool. That's why I'm really looking for that in the media that I. Yeah, I, I prefer that honestly. Page two of Funko Anime brings us um, Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Ruby, the Ruby Pops are here. They look great. Uh, there is also Frieza from Dragon Ball Z in a fun little pod. Hell yeah, that's cute. Uh, and there's also Vegeta parentheses training oh. in the gravity chamber. I was going to say, do you ever wonder why they don't have mouths? Uh, because they would be screaming. Oh, true. Uh, <laughs> I like the copy on all these pops. Like, the Vegeta training one says, Vegeta is giving everything he has to raise his power levels in the gravity chamber. Standing on a shelf or on your desk, he will remind you to give everything you have to overcome the challenges of the day. Oh, thank you. I'm always running into challenges in my day. Meanwhile, Kitty White is dressed in her classic yellow shirt and blue overalls, ready to do activities with you. Gather up your collection and have a coloring party with Kitty. Um, did you know that Android 16, though he is twice as tall as other androids, he is sweet and loves nature. Have him join his comrades in your Dragon Ball Z lineup, which I, god, I guess people just, like, fucking buy entire shows over these things and line them up. Uh-huh. Page three of Anime Funko. 
Uh, brings us more Dragon Ball, mostly. Yeah, it's all Dragon Ball. People do love that Goku and his friends. Dragon Ball. People love it. Anyway, you know what time it is. I do know what time it is. Chopping Mall. Okay. Okay, I see where this comes from. I see where this comes from. But I'm... Oh, this is not a Funko Pop. No. I see. This is a Hikari. Yes, which is different from a pop. So we can't rate this. No, we can't. It is good that you caught me that before I went in. So instead, you will be rating this week Medusa. Ooh. This is the first one that came up on the catalog page. It is from... uh, It is a public public domain. domain. Yes. Wow, release date 2020. This is a hot new... A hot new Funko on the scene. Mm-hmm. Now, let me take a good look if... at the snake lady. Uh, she has some fangs. I don't know if you know this, but I'm all about those fangs. She also has a mouth. She does, which I didn't think was... Didn't think that one... Uh, so actually, now you see, there is a... In the mall like this, there is a Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, which does seem to have a beard and mustache. With space but for no where mouth. I, Space for where a mouth would be. So I have mm-hmm. to wonder, do they have mouths that we just can't see? Well, look at the shape of where the mouth would be. It's a frown. It's a frowny face. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's Vincent Van Gogh, right? They're not going mm-hmm. to. They're not going to depict Vincent Van Gogh looking happy because that would be counter to what the public perception of Vincent Van Gogh. That's would non-canon. Be. Yes. That's OOC. That is. That is not part of the Funko timeline. Um. The Funko timeline is the. There's the normal timeline, the Kelvin timeline, and the Funko timeline. That's how it goes. Yes. Um, After Picard fails to defeat Ganon, then you enter the Funko timeline. <laughs> I've lost track of this timeline already. It's so it is that <laughs> complex. Um, this Medusa seems to also have some nice little pieces of jewelry. Uh, her ears pierced, mm-hmm. her nose is pierced. She's got some <clears throat> like an armlet and a bracelet on the other side. They're quite stylish. They're like brass, maybe. Um, some dark green lipstick as well, which I do like. This is a, you know, as far as Funkos go. This one ain't bad. Um, that in mind, it is unfortunately going to be a zero out of five Funkos. Mm. Because it is okay. public domain. It is not attached to any brands that I love. Um, uh-huh. As you can see in the top left, it is a pop myths. And I only like real characters from real shows and real movies that I like. So, you know, that's why it's going to have to be a zero out of five. Just a little treat uh, for the listeners. Other Funko Pops listed as public domain include Loch Ness Monster, Gnome, Edgar Allan Poe, Jackalope, Chupacabra, Jimmy Carter, Leonardo da Vinci, Jackie Kennedy, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, John F. Kennedy, Prince William, Duke of Cambridge, uh, Prince Charles of Wales. I don't know why the Wales have a monarchy. Uh, the ocean is no place for a king. Now, are these all in the in the myths line? Are these all fictional characters? Uh, let me click on this one here. It says, uh, this one is from Pop Royals. Oh. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe is from... Oh, there's no packaging. Here's the one. I was about oh. to openly muse. Like, oh, who, who would want a Funko of Ruth Bader Ginsburg or someone like that? And I guess the answer is a lot of people, actually. Elizabeth Warren would want that. Yes, she probably has several. 
Um, it is funny to me that the Funko website considers you know, the, the products that are akin to Medusa are Edgar Allan Poe, Jimmy Carter, <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they have yeah. much in common. Uh, I do have this one here called Queen Elizabeth II, and that one is pop myths. That one is definitely, that is a, this oh. is described as an eldritch horror, it says here. Huh, interesting. Yeah. Um, what does a person have to do to get a Funko made of them? Uh, I am. A, I mean, I'm a very successful I... video game designer. Do do I not qualify? Um, unfortunately, I did just find the um, the pop of Bill Clinton being unzipped by Hillary Clinton <laughs> from inside. There are many haunting things in the the Funko universe. God, you know, they do so many other products that look better than Funkos do. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. They do seem a lot more expensive. Oh, you could buy some nice Cthulhu Funko cereal. Uh, they do have a John F. Kennedy Funko. It, the jokes write themselves, honestly. <laughs> Just, you know. Oh, dear. That's all the Funkos, don't I? Have. <laughs> I don't know how much of this extended Funko zone I will keep. I might edit some things, but... Maybe. Do you think there's some sort of weird, like, power ranking that determines whether the Funko gets to be in its box in the preview image or not? I think, um, if it has achieved its full power, it no longer has the box. Oh, well, it can't be contained in the box anymore. Yeah. Um, also, you should take a second look at the John F. Kennedy one and realize that he did have to do it to him. Yeah, you know, he just, he did have to do it to him. Them meaning both shooters. <laughs> the uh, the second shooter was Freddy Funko. <laughs> ah, he stole his likeness. <laughs> oh. God. So the only thing I could think think of looking at the John F. Kennedy Funko is the fact that there are two um, Stephen King Funkos, and one of them has a head covered in blood. But there's only one John F. Kennedy Funko. Uh, which is weird, because last time I checked, Stephen King had not been sort of assaulted around the head any time recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, let's, let's, let's look for... Let's look for Abe Lincoln. There's an Abe Lincoln uh, Funko. And uh, his head's looking pretty whole. Pretty intact, well, not, you would say. Not whole, like, you know... So, if people have questions, where do they send them, Nora? ExportAudioPodcast at gmail.com And where can they find you and the lovely things you make? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find everything that I do at NoraBlake.online. You can also support this podcast and others like it. uh, Well, not like it, but others made by us and our friends at uh, Patreon.com slash export audio and you can find me on twitter at wegazelle and you can find my tabletop games design work at wegazelle.h.io but that is all we have time for so you can join us next week as we revisit the 1979 classic alien but until then good night good night <laughs>